Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Thank you so much for joining today where I'm going to give you some guidance on boosting your self-confidence and growth. Just before we do though, I'd like to give you a gift as a valued listener for committing to yourself and the podcast. Now, one of my favorite apps is Blinkist. This is an app where you can get thousands of non-fiction books summarized into 10, 15, 20-minute summaries in either ebook or audio format, depending on what your preference is. Books like Think and Grow Rich, I've enjoyed listening to on there. Now, until the end of Monday, the 29th of November, if you click the link in the description below, you'll receive 50% off an annual membership. And you can even have a seven-day free trial. So if you want to find out more and take advantage of this before the end of Monday, the 29th, hit the link in the description below. Now, let's get you back to the episode. Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today, I've got a very special guest on the episode with me today. So welcome, Michael. Hey, Michael. Hey, Johnny. Thanks so much for inviting me to your show. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on and it's always great for a fellow neuroencoding specialist and trainer and, and coach like yourself to, to come in, plus all the other experience you have in your life. So I'm looking forward to our conversation today and I appreciate your time. So thank you. You're welcome. So just to give a quick introduction to Michael, Michael Pope. So Michael is the CEO of Michael Pope Training. He's certified at the highest level for at John Maxwell as a trainer and coach. And he's also a self-confidence and personal development coach. So Michael, um, what got you what got you into this? And could you tell us a little bit about your journey to where you got to where you are today? Absolutely, absolutely. So Johnny, I grew up as a natural introvert with a terrible self-image. You know, mm-hmm. my, my confidence was at an all-time low for years really leading up into my early 20s. And I'll never forget, it was the um, like the fall of 1997 when I ran into a entrepreneur named Percy. And he had an amazing confidence and he just spoke differently. His outlook, his attitude was completely different from mine. And I remember asking him about it and he gave me a book. That book was The Magic of Thinking Big. And that book was my first introduction into personal development. It took me a while to even read that book, right? He gave it to me and he would check in on me. And I was like, no, nah, I hadn't got, to- got time with it. I made excuses after excuses why I couldn't read it. And then finally, Johnny, he was like, well, okay, Michael, can you read one chapter for me? And it was chapter number two about excusitis, the failure disease. I read that chapter and it totally changed everything else for me. I mean, that book introduced me to affirmations and it introduced me to goal setting and, and other things that I use today. And that was back in 1997. And so that was my, the start of my journey of personal development. Ah, oh, awesome. So um, a, bu- a book had a big influence on you. And I, l- I like what you said about only reading a chapter and sort of breaking it down. So you made it a bit easier for you rather than <laughs> trying to get the whole book. Because sometimes we get into that whole paralysis by analysis of all these things you've got to do. So that made it a little bit easier, um, did it for you. Yeah, because once I read that chapter, I mean, it was easy for me to read the rest of the book because I saw the value in it, finally. (laughs) 
Ah, awesome. And were you able to go out and implement the stuff in it when you when you got it? Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't overnight, right? It wasn't just one book that really changed my life, but that book kind of set me up to my introduction to other personal development authors, people like you know Napoleon Hill with Thinking Grow Rich and oh, yeah. John Maxwell with a lot of his books and uh, Maxwell Maltz and, and just other people in that industry, Brian Tracy. So, you know, I just started like just filling my mind up with personal development people and it changed everything. Really, I think the first thing that I, the, the two main things that it changed for me was my language. So anytime I spoke, it was always positive words. And then it also changed my attitude. So when something would come up or happen, my attitude was now positive. It was more of a I can do it attitude. So I'd always look for solutions. And so now I love solving problems because I just have that positive attitude. I believe that I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Kind of bombarding yourself with more and more information that it kind of transforms your thinking a little bit. Um, that, yeah, that's, that's interesting you say that because I, I had a similar kind of situation where I was very much, oh, like wanting to learn. I, it started off for me uh, wanting to be a better writer because I was just writing some fiction books and then actually found oh, this is a good resource. Oh, that book sounds interesting. Oh, that book sounds interesting. <laughs> and then you just, you get, you get kind of into this journey. There's no looking back really when I found, find this whole getting to improve yourself and the fun of it as well, the fun of improving yourself as, as a human being. So yeah, I, lo I love how um, your journey was a knock on and um, Think and Grow Rich, you said was one of the books as well. Yes, by Napoleon Hill. Love that book. Yeah, love that book. It's um, it's an interesting one. It's you know, it's it's, it's been out you know a while now, but it's yeah, nineteen thirty seven, I think nineteen thirty seven. Yeah, definitely decades ago. But um, I know it's a very popular book, and many people talk about it these days and say you must read this book. So that's the power of a a decent book. But um, I'm yeah, I'm always keen with the with kind of like books that what we implement changes our lives, but, but, you know, good information can really, really fill us up. So I know you're a, um, J John Maxwell, one of his really, you know, high, high level sort of coaches and you work for John Maxwell. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the whole John Maxwell world. Yeah, absolutely. So I joined the John Maxwell team back in, um, November, 2019. And so I, I had been reading John's books for years and his books on leadership and his books on personal growth for years. And I finally had an opportunity to reach out and join his team. And I was very excited to be a part of his team just as a regular trainer and coach. I mean, but then I quickly um, got immersed in that environment and then I started adding value. So one of the things John talks about is that, you know, we're people of value who add value to other people. And so I started doing that in the organization. And then I quickly was asked to join their faculty to help train other you know, speakers and coaches. And so that was a great honor right there, just having that closer proximity to John Maxwell. Because um, his books have really changed my life. Because I, I love the simplicity in his books and how he gives you those applications, those little steps to do to really apply those changes. Um, it's really been beneficial to me. Mm. So I absolutely love it. Ah, awesome. Yeah. Um, John, yeah, John, John Maxwell, you know, I've seen he's, he's got so much material and, you know, it's, it's great to hear the value you're getting out of it. And I see, I see obviously some of the things you share about how valuable it's been on your life. So 
Um, one of the things uh, we often talk about here and kind of in our neuroencoding community as well, um, and for anyone who's not familiar with neuroencoding, that's where I sort of know Michael from. Neuroencoding something that's um, owned and founded by Joseph McClendon, who I do mention quite a lot on this podcast. Um, and it's about the process of getting your behavior to default to its best so that you get your, your brain to sort of work in that way through changes in psychology, basically. So, so that's neuroencoding, just in case you're um, not as familiar to that. Now, there's something we talk about a lot in it, and it's role modeling and role modeling in sort of three ways with the beliefs, the beliefs you take on, your physiology, the way you, you move and go about life in that way, the way, you know, you stand, the way you breathe, you know, smiling, things like that. Um, and then actually the syntax and the order you do things in as well. So did you find from John Maxwell, you were able to take on some of that role modeling? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I have access to a lot of different mentors. And so one example is just, I, I love watching how John speaks from stage mm -hmm. and how he connect really connects with his audience, right? Because he actually breaks a lot of the traditional public speaking rules you know, he'll, he might put his hands in his pocket. He might drink a sip of water, but everything he's doing is intentional. And he's, he's actually connecting with the audience even deeper on a deeper level. And so it absolutely amazes me. So I, I study his movements. I, I kind of study like the words that he says and, and how he brings story or humor into his, his speeches. And I love it. So from that standpoint, absolutely. And then I love, you know, you know, we, you know, we had an opportunity to like spend time with Joseph. And so just getting a better understanding of the, the importance of having like that, that more an established morning routine, you know, that's rubbing off on me. Right. I, every time I walk past a mirror now, I hear <laughs> Joseph's words in my head saying, you know, smile at yourself, right? Pat yourself on the on the back, you know, say, I love you, right? So, you know, and I, and I say those affirmations in the mirror, but it's just because of his influence. Of, of giving me that guidance so absolutely yeah you reminded me of that as well um yeah it's something i do and i don't you know it's one of those things you, you kind of program yourself to do that you you forget you actually even do it if that makes sense <laughs> it's just so natural it's uh and actually i added in the uh, mel robbins high five in the mirror as well uh that i heard her talk about with brendan bouchard you just high-fiving yourself as well so yeah that's a uh, an interesting one but yeah um and and it's kind of an important point i guess to make as well is role modeling but you, you're not becoming the person but you're role modeling modeling qualities that you'd like to bring more into your life and they they just got a a belief and a way of doing it um that actually can be beneficial to you from learn for, to learn from and yeah that that's cool how much you've kind of taken on board from john maxwell and joseph and I think an important point is for confidence, you can role model, you know, confidence as well. So um, it, it sounds like that was something you were able to pick up from John Maxwell, just to up your confidence even more. Is, is that, would that be accurate to say? Yeah, absolutely. From him and his other leaders, right? Because I learned years ago about modeling and how you're not trying to, I'm not trying to copy, copy or emulate someone else, right? But I'm looking at, I'm identifying their strengths that would be beneficial to me, right? And so if they do something, I'm like, oh yeah, I can add that to, you know, 
my habits, my daily habits, the way they speak, the way they interact with people, right? How do they make people feel when they're around them, right? Those, those are the things I look to model. And I love it because, right, I, I no longer see people and I don't get that imposter syndrome, like, man, I can never do what that person does. Mm. Instead, I just ask myself questions. You know, I wonder how that person reads. I wonder how they study or I wonder why they, why they ask questions the way they do. And you're just learning from their, their good habits. Yeah. Yeah. Lo- yeah. Love that point. Um, I'll ask yourself those good quality questions as well. And have you found, you, you said, obviously you started off with in, in this place where you were, you felt you were very sort of introverted before this whole journey, everything like that. Do you, would you say that the power of a peer group has impacted on your beliefs and your confidence as well, the people you've been surrounding yourself with? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I learned about a social, association years ago and in John's book on um, the 15 available laws of growth he talks about the law of environment how you know who you surround yourself is who you become type of thing and I'm big on that right so I, I am big on making sure that you know the, the top five or ten people in my life are people who are positive people who are their their future or vision focused and and they're achieving goals and at the same point, you know, I, I make sure that I've removed people from my life where I spend very little time with people who are negative or, you know, people who are always talking about what they can't do. Like, I, I just I just can't spend I don't I don't give them my energy because it's so important being around positive people that are like accomplishing goals and because and, it stretches me. You know, I, I love being in a, having accountability partners where if I'm not performing at my level I mean they're going to tell me hey you know is that your Michael is that your best right and 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 pull me along and I think we all need that we all need that strong peer group to help us grow yeah yeah definitely it's interesting we we I was talking about it the other day after is you know one of those moments when you sort of you go for a walk you're reflecting and you develop your own model as or maybe it's not your own model it's probably be the round but I was just thinking about peer groups the other day and there's there's kind of the bottom level which is just you know pure toxic you know you don't want to be associated with those people and you know those those poor people have unfortunately inherited you know negative beliefs from somewhere um but then you've got people i believe who are not toxic but just don't necessarily have the same values maybe maybe you're into personal growth they're not you know they're their own person you can't force someone else to change that's fine they're their own person uh, and then you've got people who are developing a little bit, but perhaps don't push you as much. And then you've got people who really, really push you. Um, that can help. And I, you know, I, I often think it's not about pushing people who aren't in that top level out of your life completely, because I've got family and friends like that mm-hmm. who are lovely people, but they're just, you know, I need to make sure I do spend a lot of time with those people at the top level uh, or not top level, you know, that the people are really, really going to push me at the yeah. top level to the top level um of my personal growth as much as possible so yeah but yeah, i like what you said there about the peer group as well and do you find that that some people in your in your life may not necessarily be toxic or bad people they're just not perhaps um following the same values as you absolutely i mean you have some i have some great people that i may spend time with or talk with on the phone but they're and they're and like I said, they're positive people, 
but their positivity may be towards sports and, and, and what's going or what's going on there. And for me, I really don't follow sports a whole lot. Like it's just, it's a very low priority for me. Like I'll, I'll watch, like if I have some downtime or something, you know, I don't mind watching a game, but it's very low on my priority list. Like I'd, I'd rather read a book or listen to an audio program or, or, or some type of training and just gain a new skill versus spending two hours just being entertained. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. Yeah, you got your own values when you said that. Just reminded me of how little football I've watched in the last <laughs> two years, in the last two, three years. Um, yeah, not I, I love, I used to love football, but yeah, it's just sometimes you develop as a person, you change your habits as well. But um, yeah, no, no, that's um, love what you said on that. And um, so, so in terms of like information, you, you, you read quite a lot. Am I right? I think we were having a conversation, weren't we? Beforehand. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're a keen reader. And um, yeah, and, and kind of one thing that stuck to my mind was Jim Rohn in this quote, be the, the guard to the mind of your, uh, the door of your mind. Uh, and yeah, that, that's certainly something. And I guess that's something John Maxwell teaches about the information you take in quite a bit as well. That you've learned. Yeah, guarding that input, right? That's, I mean, and I know he learned it from other people, people like Jim Rohn and other people. I thought about that same thing, but how important it is to monitor you know, what's coming into your eye gate or your ear gate is so important because if you're, I know for me, when I'm, when I'm in an, in an atmosphere where I'm listening to like positive, you know, whether I'm at a conference or if I'm just plugging in at home and I'm just constantly listening to audio books and, and things, it, it totally changes my state, right? It, it puts me in that confident state of mind that I can do it attitude. And I find myself being more productive too, when I'm like that. But on the same token, if I spend time listening to the news or what's going on over here, over there, right, and then it, it kind of puts you in that, that fear state almost where you're like, man, I hope this doesn't happen. I hope that doesn't happen. And I, and I don't like being in that place. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> the amount of times I uh, knock the news on this podcast, it's unbelievable. <laughs> so no, we're <laughs> all for it here. Uh, but, you know, it's genuinely because I want people to feel good about life. Mm-hmm. So that's why I knock it. And I think it's one of the worst sources for um, yeah. information. And, you know, people might disagree with that, but that's just my personal experience. So, and again, I'm just here. We're just here as guides, as, as coaches, um, mm-hmm. to, you know, help people think what, what's best for them, really. Um, so one thing I want to talk to you, obviously, it sounds like you you did a tremendous amount of growth in your life from when you you got that first book went to other books and then went to john maxwell programs and you know various other things between there and um now you're one of the leaders in neuro encoding and being a great influence to us all thank you for your great leadership michael um so what would you say about the power of someone investing in themselves in their in their per- personal growth oh that is so important all right, I, I've been investing since, since 1997. I've been investing in my personal growth from books, audio programs, uh, weekend conferences, coach, you know, mentors, coaches, you name it. Right? It's, it's a, I make it a priority for me. You know, I, you know, like I, let me see, this, this shirt, I probably had this shirt for five, five or six years or so now. Right. I mean, it's like, I, I don't, 
I don't spend a lot of money buying new clothes or, or things like that, but you know, I buy new books or, or new courses on a regular basis because it's so important, all right? And I know that a lot of people think they can just get everything free from YouTube and YouTube is a great place to go, but there's nothing like having, getting a, a good book and, and reading it or getting somebody's course or getting personal coaching. All right, you can spend time with someone, and even if I've read their book, you know, a hundred times, and asking them a question, and they tweaking something, they saying, "Well, yeah, I wrote this in the book, or I said this in my talk," hmm. but really, in your case, you may want to consider doing this. Right? It is that, that little tweak can, can change everything for you. Yeah, no, I'm so glad, so glad you said that. And um, one of my recent podcast guests, Peter Sage, is actually quite big in the. Um, uh, one of the rare, actually, English people I do follow in personal growth. <laughs> Mine are all uh, Amer American sort of uh, heroes like Tony's and the Josephs of this world. But um, Peter has come in already said, obviously, when you pay, you pay attention as well. So it's so it's yes. this commitment to you. And yeah, and although I appreciate, you know, sometimes money is a challenge. Like, I mean, I, I can remember... I, I invested in a, a business coach recently and, you know, it was a big investment, but... I remember just thinking Tony Robbins, 17 years old, wanted to go to the, all the Jim Rohn, go through Jim Rohn's programs, went to like several banks and asked for loans. <laughs> they were all like, no, he kept going at 17 <laughs> years old. And I went, can I go to my bank? You know, and that's just one example. Can I go to my bank, you know, for this higher investment that's going to, you know, give me a lot back in return. Um, so yeah, I think the power of invest, and it's also... I don't know about you, Michael, but I always feel like it's kind of building a better relationship with myself by saying I'm worth it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and for me, one of the things I've learned is if I am going to invest in it, I have to make sure that I apply it, right? So I have a plan in place to, to apply that knowledge. Like I don't like just consuming knowledge just for the information. Um, so one of my mentors taught me is that, you know, you learn a little bit and you do a little bit, right? Just make sure that you got that good balance of doing yeah, because I meet not... so many people, especially even in our industry, that they're constantly consuming, you know, going to this training, that training, but they're not doing anything. They're they're still they're still stuck in neutral. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought that up actually. Um, yeah, knowledge is only stored information until you use it, um, mm -hmm. and we live in a information age. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, the majority, quite a lot of people. Don't, well, the majority of people, I think the stats were saying like, only like, don't quote me on this, but something around like 10% of people are finishing their course to completion or something like that. So it's just information, learn a bit there, learn a bit there, rather than what you were saying, which I loved, which was uh, learn a bit, implement, learn a bit, implement. So um, no, that's a, that's a great strategy of the way forward on that one. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad you emphasized the, the importance of investing on yourself as well so that's great and then it, even like the question how do i afford it if it's something huge like i want to be a tony robbins platinum partner now i'm not that position yet to afford it but i'm just i am for sure making sure i've got a plan so i can be that platinum partner so exactly. I love what, yeah i love what you said on that one so um as you as you sort of grew as well for your personal growth journey what were some of the habits you, you've maybe touched on one or two already but what are some of the habits you put in place to really build your self-confidence okay 
So I'll tell you, so when I first started, I used to be, and like I'm still, an, I'm still an introvert, but I used to be terrified of public speaking. So one of the first investments that I did was I joined Toastmasters International and I started learning how to overcome my fear of public speaking, right? It, it took a few years to do so, but I went from being terrified, you know, ripping the podium, shaking like when we're reading my notes, and all that to feeling confident from stage where there's talking to a group of people or thousands of people, right? Still have that, that level of confidence, but it's because I was willing to invest in myself and, and, and do the work. So that really helped out. Also affirmations have been big in my life. I, I still use affirmations, even with our kids. You know, my wife and I have three sons and you know, we've taught them affirmations and every single night, we go through a series of, of, of Bible scriptures and, and affirmations um, before they go to bed. And anytime they're faced with any type of challenges, like recently, like, so my youngest will be nine in a couple of days. And recently, we were at a, a, a little place, a play place where they had like really, really high um, obstacles. And he was doing this one course and he was, he was up probably about 20 feet in the air, stuck. And he had to jump off like he was harnessed in. So he was, it was safe, but you know, like, you know, fear attached him a little bit, you know, so I had to remind him, Hey, you can do it right. You know, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Right. Just, and, and just remind him of those affirmations that he's said a bunch of times. And then, you know, he jumped. And then once, you know, he did it, you know, we celebrated him, you know, me and his other brothers, but it's like, it's, but it's, it's all that programming. And so those affirmations have been huge in my life. So the um, sounds like a good mixture of taking action, but talking to yourself. So working on that psychology and the words that are, words we're speaking out loud that are going into our mind, but also yes. taking action. So a combination of that, would that be accurate to say? Absolutely. And that's, and that's so important what you said, right? You, if, if you're going to say the words, you have to take the action to back it up because that's part of integrity. Right. And so if I say I'm going to do it, I mean, I have to I have to make sure I do it at least to the best of my ability. All right. So I'm only speak. So so they mean that when I am doing affirmations, I'm only doing things that are truly achievable. All right. Like I'm not going to say something like, you know, I can run through this wall. Right. That's that'll be that'll be dumb. So I'm not going to be trying to <laughs> say anything like that. But if I'm saying, hey, I'm going to achieve certain goal, I got to make sure that I'm backing it up with action because it's, it's part of the integrity and that's going to help build my belief, too. Yeah. And it's so important. And so my, my wife and I in complete agreement on this with our kids is that integrity is so important to us. And so we know that any words that we tell our kids, we have to back it up, right? It's it's a hundred percent. So we say we're gonna do a you know ABC, we have to do ABC to the you know the best of our ability because we want them to be able to trust our words and then at, and we also want them to be able to trust their words because it's one thing to read affirmations, but if you can't believe them because you're like, well, I know I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm saying it, but I'm not going to do it. And then it's not going to work for you. It's going to have a negative effect. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I love, I love that. I love what you also, I like what you said as well about uh, celebrating as well, uh, which is something a lot of us, including myself in the past, and I know we can all forget it in this sort of, especially if you're an achiever, right? Uh, to, to celebrate and 
when it's on to the next thing, whilst it shouldn't just be on to the next thing, it's about celebrating that. So is that something you get your kids to do regularly, celebrate or praise themselves? Yes. Praise, praise themselves, praise each other. As a family, we try to celebrate as much as we can because we, we, it's so important. Mm. Uh, and see, my boys, they never really played sports other than karate. Um, so that's, their, that's the main um, you know, organized thing, activity they do. And so each success along the way in karate, I mean, they've, they've celebrated and we celebrate together. And so that helps. And then anytime they are faced with fear, you know, you know we, we talk them through it, they achieve it, we celebrate that even more. And remind them, you know, hey, you remember when you were afraid to hit that board and how it felt when you actually went full speed through it. And so that way we just program them for success. Oh, awesome. Love it. I love how you're reinforcing it in your in your in your kids. That's awesome. Um, yeah, get reminding them as well. And it's um mm-hmm. one of uh, Joseph's exercise I did for a week, committing to yourself of five minutes a day of writing down anything you've achieved. And you, I don't fit in the challenge, it was five days actually, but you weren't allowed to ideally copy what you'd written the previous <laughs> day either. And I was doing that, and then you subconscious. Uh, or, or the mind just starts searching for more and more things and go, mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So I like the way you're you're training the training your your kids to do that already. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. So, yeah, I wish I had it growing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the power is we can do it right now. Just you know, mm-hmm. write down your wins each day or whether you know that's starting small. I'm always keen on habits and starting small uh, rather than overloading yourself. Um, but yeah, just even if it's five wins each day or whatever, but, um, it's great. You're, you're, um, getting the guy, the, you know, the, the family to do that already. So, and then also the affirmations as well are powerful. So cool. So I'm, you mentioned before you've been a Toastmaster. I've also been a Toastmaster yeah. as well. Okay. Um, that's, yeah. Um, I haven't done it for a while, but it was something that really helped my public speaking. And I found when I started doing it, I loved it. I was just like. And then I was a bit, you know, not, I was a little bit shaky. I had done lots of things in my corporate job, like sort of had to speak up. And I was terrified when I first did like anything. It was like reading to like leaders and stuff like that. Um, but it sounds like that's where, that's that's something that really helped your speaking confidence. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm still active in Toastmasters today because it's, like I said, it really changed things for me. Just give me that opportunity to speak and you know, it'd be able to get feedback as well, because getting that yeah. feedback helps you improve. And, and it's, it's like you mentioned earlier about that having a, a peer group. So having me, me having a peer group of people who are working to improve their public speaking skills is beneficial because then I can I can glean on ideas from them and and, and model different um, traits that they use. Yeah. Yeah. And um, through through kind of facing the fear, you, you gained a bit more confidence. Um, Absolutely. Is that accurate to say? OK. And yeah. Um, these days, um, do you, are there situations where perhaps you're a little bit fearful and you have to push through them? Oh, absolutely. I face it, I face it all the time, right? It's, you know, even as a coach, if I, you know, making, having to make a phone call to somebody or, you know, to ask for, you know, ask them to participate in this service, sometimes, you know, fear enter in, but I, that's when I really have to push through and do it and know that, that I, that I can add value to that person. And that, so I'm doing something that's in their best interest, you know, not in my interest, but it's in their best interest, right? I'm going to add value to them. 
I'm going to help them achieve their goals quicker, right? Go further, faster. And so I had to believe that. But yeah, looking at how you're going to give value to them. I like that. Uh, on service rather than getting caught on our own heads. So I'm glad you shared that, Michael, because um, I'm very keen to kind of always smash this misconception that like the, those people, sometimes people see as really highly confident, charismatic, have zero fears. There's like every human on the planet has fear. It's just, it's just like Joseph says, <laughs> some who fear less, you know, because they, they work through it. So the more you work through it, you know, but it's always, as you face new challenges, it's always going to be, it's a sign of growth. So um, I'm glad you shared that. And when I get on a, maybe if I get on a, I, I'm doing less one-on-one these days, but if I get a, uh, go on a pool for, you know, a high ticket thing, I won't go into price or anything here, but like if I get on a pool with someone, I'm going to be a bit, you know, bit, you know, nervous, but I'm going to go through it um, mm-hmm. as much as possible. So thank you for sharing that, even as, you know, a coach and someone, who works for John Maxwell, that's something that comes up for you as well. Um, Really, really appreciate that. So, um, Michael, I kind of um, just wanted to sort of wrap up last last couple of things, really. Um, Is there there kind of any things you would encourage someone on their personal, starting out on their personal growth journey to do? Or any kind of final pointers? Yeah, absolutely. So one would be sit down and put together a personal development plan. Hmm. Right. And it could be very, very basic. It, it, it could be as simple as, you know, in 2022, I'm going to read X number of books. Right. Maybe you're going to read two books a month. Maybe you're not a reader right now. You say, well, I'm just going to read two books a month on personal development. That would be something simple. Or maybe you're going to listen to X number of hours per week from YouTube training or from this course training or an audio book. But have some type of personal growth plan in place. And then make sure you celebrate yourself too. So if you, as you hit your goal, celebrate it, check it off the list, celebrate it, pat yourself on the back and just know that you're making progress and you'll be amazed, amazed at how, how much growth you will have if you, if you, if you keep track of it and you, and you look back and say, man, I, I read, you know, 20 books this past year, or I read, you know, hundred books this past year, whatever it was, and just keep track of it. And you're going to feel so much better about yourself, knowing that you're making progress towards your goals. Yeah, love that. Making a plan, know where you're going, else we can get lost. And yes. uh, celebrating along the way. So really pleased. The, uh, the other thing um, I wanted to, I just picked up on, you said earlier, and I, I had one of my uh, close coaching friends, actually, I met in a coaching academy uh, we have here in the UK. And he uh, he's actually... An, uh, social skills coach for introverts, which I think is a fantastic thing to do. Um, so, I mean, for, for me, I quite like, I get a lot of energy being around lots of people, but um, he, you know, me and him got get on like a house on fire, but we were just saying the importance of, you know, being accepting of who you are and, you know, enjoying that. And it doesn't mean because, and sometimes I've heard people identify as an introvert and think, ah, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm not good with people, but, uh, which I think is completely untrue. Um, so what would you say about someone who's perhaps more of an introvert and kind of accepting who they are? Yeah, that's, that's important. So, so I am, I'm, I am still a natural introvert. And for years I wasn't, I didn't believe I was good with, around people. 
mm. right? So I would be that person, you know, at the party or at that social event. And I would make an excuse to be by myself, right? Either have to go to the bathroom and I would be in there an extra long time or, you know, I'm checking my, my phone or checking my notes or something to keep me from having to talk with people. But I had to learn that it's that we need people in our lives. And so I had to read books on people skills, you know, books like, you know, how to win friends and influence people with Dale Carnegie and, and other, other public speaking books just to get myself comfortable with talking with people. And, and in John Maxwell's book, The 15 Valuable Laws of Growth, he talks about how you have to be aware, like the law of awareness, know yourself to grow yourself. And part of that is identifying your strengths. So for me, I had to identify my strengths and then I had to identify my weaknesses. And with my weaknesses, I had to look and see, okay, which one of those weaknesses will I need? And so for me, one of my weaknesses was public speaking, but I knew that I needed public speaking. So I had to, you know, I had to work on that and I, and I still work on that today. But if I had a weakness that was in an area where it really wasn't gonna benefit me, then I'll just leave it as is, right? I mean, you can outsource that weakness to somebody else. But it's so important working on those areas, like being completely aware of who you are, what your strengths are. And so I know my strengths. I kind of know what motivates me and how to keep myself motivated. And so that really helps. But you can, as an introvert still, I love talking with people. I know how to spend time with people, then go back and recharge myself because I understand myself Mm. well enough to do that. But I know it's so important to talk with people. And what I found out was as soon as I took my eyes off of myself, right? If I, as soon as I stopped saying, you know, what would they think of me or will they like me and all that type of stuff. And I started focusing on how can I add value to this person, right? I have ideas. This person has a problem and I, and I have a solution. It's, I owe it to them to speak up and share my idea with them to potentially help them. I love it. Adding value to them. Love asking that question and putting a different spin on it in that in that way. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So, Michael, it's been awesome having you on today, and thank you for everything you've shared. We really, really appreciate it. So, um, where where can people find you if they want to find out a bit more about your work? Yeah. So one simple place is they can go to michaelpoketraining.com. Um, that'll take them to my my website. They can learn a little bit more about me because I do a lot of um, tech, you know, I'm kind of like the coach's IT guy. So I work with a lot of speakers, coaches, trainers, Mm. helping them with technology needs, marketing needs, all that type of stuff. So, yeah, so they can definitely go there and and learn a little bit more about me. And also find me on social media at at Michael Pope. I think I'm Michael J. Pope Jr. on most social media platforms. Ah, Brilliant. We'll uh, We'll be sure to put those links in the description as well. Uh, so people can find you and find out more about the uh, amazing work you're doing. So thanks so much again uh, for coming on today, Michael. We appreciate it. Danny, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on your show. Of course, no problem. So that concludes our episode today. And remember, work on your self-confidence every single day.